The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Now on Mitchell's Front Page... The Monday Sports Panel. Morning, Peter. How are you? Very well, thank you, Mitchell. And, uh, gee, what a great weekend of football, especially uh, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, incredible. And uh, a shame the bucket can't be with us today because mm. I think he'd have a lot to Ooh, say. I think he would. Yeah, so I if think you're listening, Bucket, we uh, wish you well and we look forward to speaking to you next week. But... Um, Let's start by talking about the Geelong-Melbourne game because that did determine the minor premiership and I think a lot of people had written off, even the commentators had written off Mm. Melbourne uh, at half-time and I suppose a lesser team may have given up but Melbourne just kept on coming and that is to their credit. Yeah, look, it was a good performance and, uh, yeah, look, I just thought um, the first quarter, there wasn't much in that first quarter, was there? Uh, Stats sort of showed that... um, Melbourne was sort of wasting some opportunities and um, Clayton Oliver again was um, to the fore. But, yeah, look, Geelong, when they they started um, in that second quarter, they, when they went whack and um, it was just like, um, yeah, here we go. And uh, and again, like Oliver went missing in that second quarter, but it was hard to th- see Melbourne coming back against uh, against the quality side like Geelong. But it just looked to me as though Geelong, Mitchell, sometimes just start to sort of try and... Yeah, just closed down a bit, and I thought they went, they did that a little bit too early. So it was um, it was an interesting game, but uh, no, no, I didn't see this coming in the last even the last fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, Geelong just had to hold off for another eighteen seconds, and they would have won the game, uh, and they weren't able to do that. Um, but it was just interesting because in that last quarter, there was a moment where Geelong tried to attack and then, then led to a turnover, mm. and Melbourne took it straight down the other end of the ground and kicked a goal. So I suppose that was what was going through their minds in the latter stages, that if we try and attack, the risk is that yeah. there's a turnover. But of course, um, if you're playing kick to kick, there's always that risk that it will go out on the full or you accidentally turn it over. Like a couple of moments, and Geelong seemed to do this a fair yeah. bit, where they kick it right across the uh, the face of the opposition's goal, and I always oh. get so nervous. Nervous when they do that, <laughs> don't we? What we just yeah, you just shudder sometimes to think what oh, what's going to happen here. But look, the last quarter it, it probably shouldn't have got down to that you know the last minute or two. And there was a couple of things there too. I guess um, I, I think when um, Lockie Henderson and um, and uh, Cameron clashed there, that was a that was a goal set up there. Like one yes. of them takes the mark, and that they probably kick a goal there. So that was a disappointing part there. And uh, fortunately, either Jeremy Cameron or Lockie Henderson were were, were injured, but. Um, there was just some looseness towards the end of the, the, the if that's the word, yep. the game. You know, Charlie Spargo came to the fore, and twice, I don't know whether Busey was supposed to be on him or who was supposed to be, but he just got away, and he, you know, he had a hand in, or he kicked two goals. Um, it was just little things that just didn't, uh, they, I'm not too sure, it's a theory is that when they were 44, 48 points up, uh, did, did they think, well, we might, because at one stage I see Paddy Dangerfield and... Um, and also uh, Joel Selwood on the bench. Yep. Um, was it like, I think we got this in the bag, so we might just give these more um, experienced players a little bit of a rest, and then obviously they were stuck on the bench for a bit longer than they probably wanted. And within, you know, a blink of eyelid, it's like four goals to Melbourne, and suddenly game's back on, and mm. then you've just got to get the momentum, and with some of the players who just seemed not to be really manning their, their uh, opposition, where they just all had that mindset that, yeah, look, we're home and then suddenly you've just got to switch back on and I, I don't know, I've never played the game at any higher level so 
is it hard to switch back on um, when you've sort of maybe have switched off for a little while? But they did a great analysis yesterday on the Channel 9 Sunday footy show where they showed some of those key moments that you talked about, like with Spargo was there and they, you know, freeze the frame and draw where yeah, the key defenders are. And, yeah, it showed exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah you cannot get away with it these days because um, the cameras have got everything there uh, to to see. So, And, and it was. And, uh, and that last passage of play right find that that decision where um melbourne were penalized for deliberate or not whatever the wording is for well yeah i mean you had that you had the deliberate and then uh, kicked it out of bounds on the full mm. and then geelong wasting time 50 meter penalty. penalty so three tough moments there in a very quick succession yeah and then why um and i, I look i'm not sure but it wasn't a good look at the end and and when maxi gorn took that mark i don't know if it was reese stanley should have been but no one was standing just someone stand next to, to Maxi Gorn and just you know just put the arm across across his chest yes. just to try and block him uh, without infringing and um and then you could see when he took the mark I think it was Reece Stanley even run back and he's turned around to the whoever stand right on the goal as much as say you know what, what's going on here whose fault was it uh, Tommy Hawkins oh, was out to the right yep. everything just went wrong now if they if they win Geelong we don't probably analyse it as as. No. Uh, in depth is what we are, you know, have been and all the media has over the weekend. Do you but, think if Tommy Stewart was there, it might have made oh, all the difference? Huge. It's Zach Tui. Look, yeah, that, that back line, I mean, that, uh, without Tom Stewart, that's um, that's been uh, decimated and a huge loss. So, uh, But look, at the end of the day, um, stats show that probably Melbourne should have probably won by a little bit more, but you know, Geelong with 44 points up, who gets most out of that game? Does, does Geelong say, right, we learn more from it than and we know we can jump them early, we, we can, you know, I mean, when it comes down to a last kick, there's nothing in it. So if they get another crack at them, Geelong, play Melbourne, um, yeah, I, I, I find it hard to work out who gained the most out of that, except Melbourne <laughs> finishing on top and getting um, and minor premier. And it's not always been a good spot, Mitchell, to finish minor premier. There's only been three or four in the last... Goodness knows when. I know Hawthorne, Geelong. I heard someone say only one minor premier out of the last ten has become the actual premier. I don't yeah. know if that's right, but that's yeah. what they said. Yeah, well, um, Geelong obviously in 2007. Correct, yeah. Uh, Hawthorne, I think, in 2000. I can't think what year it is now. 15, maybe. Yes. Something like that. They might have been the last yeah. one. And then, um, yeah, and then you go right back to Sticks Kernahan in 18. I don't Not far, that far back. Bucket might remember that one, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, 1987. Um, so he um, kicked after the... After it was a similar yeah. Max Scorn Max type Scorn. situation. Yeah. And they went on and won the Premiership. And the last time Melbourne were minor Premiers was 1964, and they went on and won the Premiership. So, but yeah, I wouldn't be unhappy to see Melbourne win, although I could see a lot of Melbourne people were really getting stuck into Geelong in a big way when they actually won. Yeah. stuck on that and all oh. that sort of thing but you know I still would be happy to see them because I know they've just been through so much anguish they haven't won yeah. it for a very long time and um, good to see them finally having a bit of success because I could see at half time a lot of Melbourne supporters were on the club's social media saying you know this is the Melbourne of old they just go missing and mm-hmm. you know big well, games mm, yeah true right. and I think a lot of us have been waiting whether you're a Melbourne supporter or not 
we've been waiting for the Melbourne of old, and and they did have a little bit of a, you know, mm. they lost a few games to lower sides who were prepared to just bottle them up. And otherwise, uh, they would have been minor premiers yeah, easily. Yeah, and I think we all thought, oh, they'll they'll fall away, they'll fall away, but they they just come back, and and we don't know what's going on in it um, as far as do you sort of ease up on the training track for a few weeks just to try and keep everyone fresh, and then start to ramp it up again coming towards the finals. We don't know what the fitness um, and uh, coaching staff do. We've, as far as um, yeah, just yeah, on that side of it. So, look, um, yeah, it would have been nice to, um, and I mean Geelong now have to go across and, and face Port, as we know. Mm. But um, they they handle the, uh, the the Adelaide Oval okay, Geelong. But um, well, they beat Port Adelaide there earlier yeah, in the was, year, yep. and they had everything against them. They had that flight, and then they had That's to right. sleep under tables or something. Yeah. <laughs> what was that all about? So, um, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, Geelong's finals record isn't great, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, it's definitely... And at least have still got the double chance, so that's that's, that's true. very, very important. So uh, it'll be interesting to see um, at the selection table too next uh, next during the week. And we have to just say, uh, yeah, Max Gorn, oh. terrific player, well, love him. Look, eleven dis- last quarter, 11 disposal, 8 hit-outs to advantage, 3 clearances here, 3 inside 50s last term. It was just a huge performance. He's just a war horse, isn't he? Mm-hmm. War horse. And he speaks generally pretty well to the media as well. Um, I watched a couple of his post-match interviews. and yeah, um, So very fitting, and very fitting that he got the uh, final goal that put them over the line. Because we have seen him miss one or two after the... Well, they, even against Geelong, I think back in <laughs> yeah. 2018, they yeah. showed some footage where yeah. he missed it. So, yeah. you know. so I wonder what was going through his mind at the uh, when he had that kick. But uh, I thought yeah. he was so close, there's no chance he'll miss it. But, you know, yeah. It, yeah, things yeah. can happen. Uh, he had a little man in the head sometimes. Mm. I've done this before and I've missed. But, uh, and Clayton Oliver, as I said, in and out, missing in that second quarter. But, gee, uh, he, he really played a, a brilliant game. So to the other games, and uh, starting off with Marvel Stadium, the Bulldogs going down to Port Adelaide by two, and I was watching the end of that game, and I tipped the Bulldogs, and they let me down. So I'm not unhappy that uh, they've ended up out of the four because I was angry that they kind of sabotaged my tips. Yeah, well, they've they've really struggled, haven't they, the last three weeks? That's three in a row now. And uh, like a month ago, they were sitting on top of the ladder and, uh, and were premiership favourites, so... Um, they got a few issues, um, certainly down forward um, with Josh Bruce out. Their back line has been a little bit of their Achilles at times, um, but their uh, their forward line has been a lot more uh, defensive, uh, or was until the last three or four weeks. And, and their biggest problem is, is their rucks, um, stocks, and Tim English, just uh, he's just not going well. And it was interesting, wasn't it, with, with Luke Beveridge? He, he tried a few others in, in, in the ruck, um, and um, Tim English not not uh, not taking those, and even putting Bondam Pally in the ruck at one stage that surprised a few. And he had a quiet game too. Mm, he did Bondam Pally, and um, and when you um, when you can hold Tom Liberatore too, keep him quiet. He can be so dangerous. So those two players were missing. But again, it, it could have gone um, either way. So, um, but I think the bullies. Um, you wouldn't want to be going into the finals. Three losses, few issues. You've lost the double chance. There's your confidence. No ruck stock, so... And I think with the VFL, I think Stefan Martin may come back into that Bulldog side, but, see, Mitchell, hasn't played a game since round 12. Mm. And with the VFL being stop, start, stop, start, and now finished, they really haven't got the, the run yes. in their legs. So, And with your cap on interchanges, um, you can't bring a bloke in and say, well, we'll probably have to 
interchanging seven or eight times because you're just using up your numbers. That's tough when yeah. your first game back since round 12 is an elimination final mm. and everything's on the line. Yeah, yeah. But unless um, unless they stick with the side that they had, but as I said, Tim English is a big question mark and a huge worry now for the bullies. And um, But look, they, they looked sharp early in that game and um, the second quarter was a hand wrestle and, and then it's just... Um, it was kicking errors both sides, but at the end of the day, um, yeah, it, um, you've got Ollie Wines and, you, and then you've got Robbie Gray. He, he just finishes you. He, I don't know how many times now he's he's won a game in the last two or three minutes and takes him apart. But uh, again, out of that, Port Adelaide just coming into uh, into it at the right time, aren't they? Form wise and. Absolutely. And well, let's hope they're not too informed. Yeah. Well, that's right. And I think, look, in all. Honestly, I think we just thought of six or seven weeks ago that Port were probably just that four or five goals um, back from um, from the other three three or four sides. So It's turned around and it keeps turning. Yep, yep. Now, what about the MCG draw between Richmond and Hawthorne and uh, all that history between Clarko and uh, Damien Hardwick? Just an incredible finish. Yeah, it was. It was well fitting, I, I guess, at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, look, you look at both sides and... Um, and it was for Clarko. I mean, he, he's, he'll go down as one of the best coaches Hawthorne have had. Um, and Richmond, yeah, well, what do we make of Richmond's season? We had a few, they've had injuries, had a few little hiccups off the field early in the season. But I look at the, um, and I look at, we look at Melbourne. They've got um, Mark Williams has come in to the coaching panel at Amuse. Things have straightened up there at Melbourne. Richmond, on the other hand, Justin Leppage stepped away after last year. Craig McRae is out at, uh, at Hawthorne. So two coaches missing from the Richmond um, coaching box. Um, yeah, and look, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think Richmond, had they played finals, would have done much damage, especially with Dusty out, etc. So, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a very... Uh, and it was. I liked that press conference. It was like the old world of sport with Coach's Corner where... Um, where Clarko's coming on uh, Damien Hardwick's press conference because they, they're very good. When Damien Hardwick was under the pump a few years back, Clarko was uh, right by his side, um, so they've been pretty they're pretty strong friends. And great to see Clarko passionate right to the yeah. end because some people would say, well, you know, my contract's not being renewed, so you know this game doesn't really mean much. Yeah, but um, he showed that passion right through to the end. And they even did a comparison. I could see the stats of Hawthorne after Clarko said he was going against before, and uh, just an Im- a massive improvement. Oh, huge, huge. Let's, um, let's hope that um, down the track it's not like the Collingwood one where, um, you know, they've, they've sort of Malthouse got mm. rid of him um, uh, a, bit, a bit early in it all. And went, Unravels. Went shot, yeah. Marvel Stadium and the Swans getting up over the Suns, not a huge surprise there, I don't think. No, it wasn't, and, and Gold Coast Suns were very, very disappointed in that last game, so... Um, um, I just thought that they, um, yeah, they've, they've done enough. Sydney haven't they? Like they finished fifteenth and sixteenth the previous two seasons. So they uh, they play, of course, uh, GWS on uh, at the weekend in the elimination final. A couple of injury problems for Sydney. They will be, um, I think, uh, Callum Mills with uh, he looks like with an Achilles, so he'll be a big loss. And Josh Kennedy's still a question mark. Chad Warner's a, a young player that will come in from for Sydney. Gold Coast, whether they go from there. Um, I'm not too sure. Stewie Jew, does he coach next year? Possibly, and um, maybe that he may hold his spot for one more year, Stewie Jew, and I still think Clarko might be the man in 2023 to take over. But there, look, Sydney, they've, um, they've been a big year.
Uh, to the Gabba, and uh, percentage does matter, doesn't it? <laughs> and uh, Brisbane had to win by a certain amount, and uh, they did, and they had the live ladder up throughout the whole game, and uh, it was incredible to watch uh, that final finish, which just showed that the Bulldogs were going to be out of the four, which, as I said, I'm not unhappy about because they ruined my tips. Well, um, and uh, the other thing that has to be uh, going well, too, is the time clock. So that's a very controversial one. Yes, there. I saw that. There was um, what an extra twenty-five seconds yeah. or something. Yeah, we're there. Time, time on, time off, time on, and the clock didn't count down. So, so the dogs are out of the four because of that. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So because um, that point and the, and then that goal were um, and that was for that period of time. We like you know yeah that that game should have been over by then. So yeah. But uh, Brisbane have come back. Um, I think we all thought they were just about done and dusted as far as. Well, they play finals, but suddenly they're the smoky again. But uh, very uh, important for Danaher and Cameron to fire in the finals. They kick seven between them at the weekend. And West Coast, gee, they've been disappointed the last five, yes, six weeks. Have. Fell right away. I know Bucket likes West Coast a bit, but I wonder yeah. what he'd be saying this morning. Yeah, well, they, they were dis- disappointing. For but him. I mean, they were in it for, for some time. And, but they did. They, they, it cost them in, the, in that what we call the red time where Brisbane got them at the end of a, a couple of quarters and um, that's where you've, you've still got to be on your medal there. And at Marvel Stadium uh, the GWS Giants getting up against the Blues so a bit of a rough finish for David Teague perhaps. Well, I think there will be an announcement you would think the next 48 hours and it sounds like he, he won't hold his job so three coaches in uh, in about six, seven years and um, yeah, nothing, not nothing, nothing's working and off the field they're, um, they're not uh, they're not happy either at board level so change is coming in there but Carlton dominated early and I thought here we go but um, gee a couple of players of Hopper's playing well for uh, GWS Jesse Hogan um, he's going to be the he's going to be the smoky next week too again he's um, he's really put it together which is good to see and uh, Callum Ward another one so GWS, unlike last few years, Mitchell are coming into the finals with players coming back into the side and um, and still can't find room for Phil Davis or Steve Cornelio. So um, looking forward to next weekend. And uh, yesterday's game was at Blundstone Arena. St Kilda getting up over the uh, Dockers, which made a lot of St Kilda fans happy, even though they're not playing finals. Yes, yes. Well, look, yeah, they've been hard side, haven't they? They've been a bit of a tipster's nightmare sometimes. They Kilda. have. Every time you back them in, they let you down. Down, yep. And I think they, you know, they tried to just stop, um, just pick up a couple of you know, experienced players after the previous year and thought that might do the job. But they need that more consistency. But you would not have thought that Frio were playing for a, for a spot in the as it turned out, it doesn't matter with Essendon winning, but yeah. they just didn't give any help really um, after about quarter time, halfway through the second quarter. So, But they've had a lot of injuries for you, so don't worry. I, I thought they've done a pretty good job considering. Yeah, and uh, a great win to Essendon, as you said, over Collingwood, which secured their spot, and they get the chance to play finals now, which is great for them, because they haven't won a final, I think, since about 2004 Four. or something like that. that that's correct. Um, so, you know, this is their chance at redemption. Oh, look, and it's been a, it's been a, uh, a big turnaround too, because, I mean, Ben Rutten's first year as, as senior coach and and uh, it's I think after round eight I think we were two and six mm. I mean, we were worth about two and six at the time but but um, yeah they have turned it around and um, don't like their chances against the dogs but you know let's see what happens well two weeks ago they two or three weeks ago they beat the bullies mm. and they smashed them in the clearances finals so, are a bit different yeah, yeah. you've you got a side coming in Mitchell with confidence and you've got a side that is lacking confidence yep. um, as in, in those two teams so um, and some uh, big Peter Wright, um, and and the, and I must admit, yesterday I was sort of at the screen going, please get Jake Stringer off before the end of the game. We do not want to see Stringer injured. We do not want anything to go wrong now. So uh, I give Essendon a real chance 
at the weekend. I really do, and um, um, yeah. Just see what they've been through so much, so it'd be a great story if they managed to make oh, it through to the semi-final. Yeah, and you've got Sam Draper, who's sort of come of age a lot earlier than a few expected, and as we see, Peter Wright's been uh, brilliant, and you know, if he can kick his three or four, and um, yeah, the midfield's going really well, and yeah, they, they've um, they must come into this um, feeling pretty pretty good, Essendon. And Adelaide Oval, last of all, Adelaide beating North. A lot of people thought North would get over the line, but they didn't. No, probably disappointing. Uh, finished North Melbourne, but uh, I mean, I think um, that they, um, I wouldn't expect them to, to rise up the ladder um, enormously next year, North Melbourne, but I'm sure that they'll be working on, you know, the, the margin, win-loss margin and um, and um, the percentage side of it, and uh, and I'll get some good draft picks, so all good in Adelaide, mm, we're not too sure, but I mean, you'd think they're on the right track, but there's still a few little issues over there in South Australia, so both sides will be working hard over the summer. And uh, next week's games, um, Port and Geelong at Adelaide Oval on Friday night, uh, Sydney and GWS in Tasmania on Saturday, Melbourne and Brisbane in Adelaide on Saturday, and the Bulldogs and Essendon on Sunday in Tasmania. So, you know... Could go. Four, four of them could go either way. Really, should be a good weekend, but yeah, some strange venues in there, but that's the world we're living in. Mm-hmm. And uh, just very quickly, we've gone a little bit over, and Wes will be with you in just a moment, but if we can just touch on um, the local football, what are they doing? Are they hitting the pause button, mm-hmm. um, and they're just running the finals as they plan to, and we're allowed to, or what's happening? Well, the GDFL at this stage are, are just on hold, because their finals were to have started at the weekend, so obviously, yeah. The one that is um, we're not sure about is in the uh, Geelong Football League, the GFL, they still had one home and away to be, which would have been played at the weekend. So, if we come back and have time to play the finals, do we do we just scrap that final um, home and away game and run into the finals? And as we know, the uh, Ballerine Football League have already they would have been into their second week of finals. So, at this stage, just there yeah, everything on hold, and um, we just uh, just wait and see. So. Um, yeah, that's all. That's all the uh, the leagues can do at the moment, and um, and very quickly on that, if you like, with the final w- word or whatever. But Gary Hocking has been appointed uh, as the senior coach for the Leopold Football Club from uh, next year for 2022-2023, taking over from Jason Tom, uh, who has stepped aside for personal reasons. So that will be um, that's a very very uh, a very big uh, coup there for Leopold. And uh, in the GDFL, Sam Jacker and Jared West would have pulled the pin on Thompson. And the Ballarat, uh, the Ballerine Football League had their Les Ash medal count tonight. So, uh, and I think James Dark could be uh, the winner for the third time, having won it in 2014, 2017. Well, thank you very much for that. Really appreciate your work. Thanks, and uh, we'll be back next week to talk about the finals and see who's going through to the prelim and who's off to the semis and who's eliminated from the competition entirely. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.